Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. It's your host, Chris, here with Ro. And we are here to review uh, the film Nightmare Alley. Uh, this is directed by uh, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, an ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words. Hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. Uh, it stars Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Rooney Mara. Um, Cage Blanchett, uh, Ron Perlman. What do you think? I liked it. I am a big fan of Guillermo del Toro, so I don't hide that. Um, I think it's a little slow, but I think that's because he replaced some of the more supernatural or occult elements from the book with more neo noir stuff. And I, but other than like some pacing issues. This is this is one of my favorites this year. What did you think? I mean, it is really, really long. It's a two and a half, two hours and thirty minutes. I it was mean. really long. I'm not gonna lie. I might have had to you know, speed fast forward through some of the slow parts. <laughs> just because, I, listen, you guys hear this every year around this time for me. I'm burned out when it comes to movies, so I just you're not gonna hold my attention like that. I will say this: um, for a the uh, Torah film, it's actually more normal than I expect for him. Right, like I'm like it's this is a strange. this is a very restrained like this is a normal film like it's and again we're dealing with the like it's almost to the point of almost disappointment and again so I like this film too it's one of my favorites it's long but it's still and, and while it's long it does have the pacing it does something that other films I'm not gonna lie like the power of the dog don't do it's actually fucking interesting <laughs> go figure <laughs> um but uh. The thing with me is, it's like I'm. I'm actually the disappointment, and I'm just. I'm saying this tongue in cheek, is the fact that this is this is about carnival. This has carnies and carnivals, and I'm like, wait, you, you Del Toro kept it reserved. Like this is like this is like if uh, 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 Quentin Tarantino did a film and didn't show feet. I'm like, whoa, 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 what's going on? What's you all right, man? Like you didn't. You're not gonna. You just, you you kind of went relatively low key on this. So it's almost like a, a heat check on him going like, you know, I can do normal. I can, I can, I can do a good film and still be normal, you know, not have no fish fucking and things like that. It's like, I can do that shit. I'm like, all right, cool, man. I um, hate you so much. I hate you. Am so I deep. lying though? You're not lying, but right. doesn't mean I don't hate you when you I'm say just, these things out loud. Just, <laughs> just saying, it's like, you know, he won an Oscar for fish fucking and I, you know, and it's a good fucking oh, film, you know, it's, it's a good fucking film. You. It's a good fucking film. Like I like that fucking film. It was my favorite film that year too. Um, but it has fair enough. Fucking, you know, the but it's a it's a right. like. See, this is the thing that I like about Guillermo del Toro. One of my favorite movies from him is just it's. There's nothing just about it. It's a ghost story. So he always like you know he. I think he recognizes and understands that thing we were talking about when we were talking about found footage and other movies and whether or not something really counts as horror and what is horrifying about something it's like this is a psychological thriller but he based this off a story written by a guy who fell down an occult rabbit hole trying to explain things about himself and the way his mind worked off a story somebody told him about a geek Mm -hmm. at a carnival Mm -hmm. and for him to to go from the way that the story is arranged to getting it into this this not completely perfect but really kind of gorgeous neo noir 
mold and to put together this kind of ensemble to bring this story to life. I don't really know that anybody else could have done that, kept you on the edge of your seat, creeped you out Mm -hmm. other than Guillermo del Toro. And even with him, he did it using the same kind of mechanics of storytelling that he does to tell something that he goes completely off the cliff of the fantastical and the horror. Well, and I think again, to me, this is just a reminder. He's a good, he's a good ass director, right. um, because and, and also that there's, you know, like you said, and also, you know, he can do a screenplay too, because this is also, like you said, I mean, pacing stuff aside and things like that, and it's a little slow. But I also think that I'm, excuse me, when you do so, crime dr- slash drama slash thrillers, when you and especially all three of that together. I feel like those do tend to be longer films um, mm-hmm. because you have to really set the, the you got to set everything up, right? And again, pacing thing, a little bit of pacing things here aside, and I think they're relatively small. You need, you probably still needed close to this time. You could have maybe shaved off 10 minutes or here and there, but you probably needed this full time to paint the full picture and tell the full story of what you're doing here and really let us sit in, you know, this is one of those stories that does end up coming back full circle and going back to the things that you saw at the beginning and some of the discussions that were had up, up at the beginning of the film. And when you get to the end, um, they really drive, they, they, they really do, uh, uh, drive home. And I think it also works really well with Bradley Cooper and, and, and Kate, they, we're really well together. Bradley Cooper reminding you, everybody, that, yeah, you know, he basically stole Colin Farrell's thunder, and that's just what it is. Like, he just, that's his, that's his job now. You just gotta. Really? I mean, come on. They both came in around the same time. Colin Farrell was making a run, and then Bradley Cooper came in with them eyes and, and said, I'm gonna do this stuff, and then, you know, well, he, well, we know what Bradley Cooper's done since then, so... Oh, and, don't stop and, it. First of all, I refuse to allow you to let me choose, make force me to even choose between the two of them because I guess for we've me already, they've never we've, really we've already really choose. We've already chosen. We've already done it. We've all uh, already done yeah, it. I don't care what y'all are doing. Uh, for me, they've never really been in the same lane, but I do understand what you're saying. He had just a little bit more clean cut to his edgy. So yeah. when they needed to go to somebody in that direction, who also, you know, could keep his unhinged only on screen, yeah, they went with Bradley Cooper. But yeah. I think for me it was less about Bradley Cooper than it was the women in the movie. Um, I think this movie lives and dies by the way that they divided the movie in the first half and the second half. Um, I like, I feel that it's got more crimson peak vibes than it does shape of water vibes. And that may be the other Mm -hmm. thing that throws people off because I don't think people have yet to adequately appreciate what he did in crimson peak. And I will fight you about that. Um, But I feel like he brought all the things that he does that are technically impressive and that are really, really stunning. And he kind of made them a little messier, murkier, muddier and grittier. And he put them together with a story in a way that people don't really anticipate. And I thought Bradley Cooper was fine as Stanton Carlisle, but I didn't think he was as extraordinary as some other folks like maybe yourself are painting him to be oh no no no! don't get me wrong no 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 no. like i i like bradley cooper in this i think too but you were absolutely right that the women do outshine him but i also think that's part of the the the, that's also part of what makes this movie work right it's absolutely what makes this movie work because uh the character is a poser um 
and everything that he's gotten, he got from someone else or, and, and he's never listened to the, uh, the, the, the voices in his ear that are women that are kind of steering him in the ways or warning him about things. He kind of overlooks them because he's got that blind spot. And for me, that, that story arc right there saves this movie for any of the flaws that it has. Like, so when the pacing got really murky, I started paying attention to some of the, the smaller details that were happening in the story, especially with the storyline around Rooney Mara or at the very beginning with Tony Collette. And I know everybody gets hung up on the one scene that Tony Collette is in, but for real, y'all, pay attention to what else is happening yeah. there because that's far more important. Um, but um, there's a certain melding of like naivety and and this this need to be seen right in mm-hmm. different ways and it's perfect for that to be in a carnival mm-hmm. no absolutely and, right and i'm glad you mentioned tony collette because you're right that at every <clears throat> there's if you think about it there's there are really three acts of this film and each of the three acts and the, the downfall of Stan Carlisle, if you think about it, is surrounded by not really because of the women, but it's it it's one of those things of well, if you if you paid him more attention, if you stopped thinking with your dick, right? In some cases, right? right? Um, because each of those women give him uh something, you know, and his you know he's he's if he listened to Molly a little bit more, right? Maybe he doesn't go down the path that he goes, or even if he had listened to Zena, yeah, like that too, right? At, at the at before any, so, so this is the thing. Um, if you haven't read this story uh, for the first time in my life, I'm gonna say don't before you see this movie, um, because the arrangement of how they tell the story in the book kind of gives away some of the tales from the movie, and that would just be really sad because he did design this like it's a, a noir and you need those beats for to to really really hold on to the parts that he decided to adapt from the book so like any good film adaptation he picked and chose from the story and i think he picked right i think the other elements that he couldn't have done uh serviceable in a way that would still have met the fit the mold he put them in but he's Guillermo del Toro it would have been a completely different movie and all that little twinge of disappointment that you have totally would have been satisfied but the other parts that really work wouldn't have worked really well like Willem Dafoe as um one of the you know I guess he's a part of the the macabre and the freak show part of the carnival like the manager of the house there and the elements that happen in there I think there's so much happening in those scenes that it's almost easy to just get hung up on the part that does eventually come full circle. There's the the part where it does really focus on what's happening with how the play is set up and uh and you just miss the little mirroring things that go to the opening sequence which I thought was beautifully well done mm-hmm. and um, if I have a complaint outside of that, I would like to talk to the cinematographer and have them go hang out with um, the cinematographer from Atlantic so they can figure out what they need to do when they have, you know, problematic natural lighting and black skin. Because there are a couple of times it would have been really nice if they'd known how to turn up the volume without losing the gritty of noir so I could see everybody properly. 
not clearly because you're not supposed to see them clearly, but properly. So if there's only a complaint, it's a lighting complaint. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No, I agree. It's one of the things that's like, yeah, crime noir doesn't mean you have to be completely dark. Guys. We can, we can add a little light in there, you know. So. But it's also in the 40s, and I think they took some liberties. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely there. So, um, yeah, no, this is a this is a great cast too that works very well together. Um, and has some really great moments. And again, there's just there's so much here of you know, really getting an understanding of, you know, basically using your powers for good <laughs> in, mm -hmm. in some ways um, and what happens when you go bad uh, and also what happens when you meet your match and don't realize it until it's too late. And <laughs> when you start, you know, buying your own hype. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that too. Yeah, don't get high on your own supply. You know, there's a lot of that in this film here and it, and it all works really, really well with an enjoyable cast it's like and like you said you get these moments not just with uh the female characters but some of the male characters like you know there's times here when when clem will defoe's character is trying to tell this dude hey he, he's dropping game but i'm like i don't think you're listening <laughs> you know i don't think you're really understanding what's happening here and i mean seeing what's going i mean willem defoe's character completely pulled back the veil on mm -hmm. what really happened yeah with and I and, and I think for me that really kind of stuck out one because it's Willem Dafoe mm -hmm. and and that's part of the things that shows that the weaknesses of Bradley Cooper as a scene partner because he didn't really know what to do across from Willem Dafoe I felt in a couple I, of scenes. I, okay so okay I hear you I hear you I hear you but I'm gonna but it's Willem say, Dafoe there you go right because I mean I'm just you know just throwing out there no spoilers but like you know we you know we gotta He's he's kind of on a on a thing right now, and so I'm just saying. My man is on a right. Run. I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's Willem Dafoe, and can anybody really? You know, just. I mean, yes, there are some people who can hang. It's just clear that, um, right. Without a little bit, you know, more. And I get some of it is because uh, Bradley Cooper's character at that point in the story is still kind of True. trying to be yeah. a little restrained or under the under the radar-esque and he is doing that thing that people do like because they describe him as a carny but you'll learn out pretty quickly in the story he's not a carny and that's important because when you realize that there are people in here who take him under his their wing and are trying to put him on game and no i'm not spoiling but i'm trying real hard to tap dance around what's going on that it it's one of those things where it's like you get a hold of somebody who sees the hustle, who sees the game, but doesn't see the hustle mm -hmm. and they think it's all tricks and they have no respect. It's, it's kind of like people who get in, like just, you know, get in the street and start running and they just start doing all these great things. And the next thing, you know, if there were any commandments to be disobeyed, they're like, Oh, well, I ain't got to worry about that. And the next thing, you know, you got a problem, but there's also some moments in here where you get like, like, father figure moments with a couple of different characters in this movie mm -hmm. um not just with uh bradley cooper's character stanton but also with molly's character um and then you kind of get this this thing where it's not obvious it's a very subtle byplay between the dialogue and just the, the scenarios they put them in where there's a certain amount of if you suffocate somebody because you think that you are protecting them 
you can actually be leaving them open to the exact kind of damage that you were always afraid of. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that is a fascinating kind of theme that's running through several movies that are happening and that are out this year. Like, I think it was the juxtaposition. That's an overt thing in The Harder They Fall. Mm-hmm. You know, he set him up and set him on a path to prove to himself that this other kid is no better than him because they are blood will out, right? So it's the opposite of what is potentially happening here with one of the characters in here. And it's, um, I would say more with Molly, but also to a lesser extent with um, the relationship that was originally beginning to develop between Xena and her act, so mm-hmm. to speak. And I don't really know anybody else who could have handled those touches better than the way that Guillermo did with this script. Right. And, and, and that's the other thing too. It's there. Like, <laughs> and again, I appreciate you going for not going like this film is not, again, it's crime drama thriller. It's not horror, And I appreciate him for that because like, I already don't fuck with carnivals because if you if if you if you if you're a carny, you've seen some shit, right? Man. So there's that moment when Willem Dafoe is just, and again, it's Willem Dafoe. And so it, Willem Dafoe is in full Willem Dafoe mo- moment here. There's a moment when he's dropping some game, but it's like so nonchalant to him as he's like, "Can I have some? Can I have some salt? Oh yeah, yeah, this is what we're gonna do. We do this. We do this. We do this." And I'm just like. This, this is the most scary shit. Right. And he's doing it with that. He's doing it with that. I'm going to say goblin ass smile of his. That's just what it is. And I'm just like, you know what? You know what? This is why I don't fuck with carnivals. This is why I don't do that shit. Because these motherfuckers is crazy. They, you know, they do crime. What well, kind of crime? They, they do crime. Yeah. But no, they, they always do, do they, crime. No, they, they always do, do crime. They do. But, Somebody there does what, crime. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not contradicting that. What I'm saying is even where they're not doing crime. They're living a lifestyle that's outside. They're living a life of crime. that's outside. Stop it. Let me finish. <laughs> you trifling ass man. That's outside of what con- is considered to be acceptable. Even if they never do anything wrong, people automatically assume that they've gathered around this and they give them this air of wrongness. And it's like, uh, you know, it's it's a bit of outsider syndrome. Like, did they do the crime before you forced them to be outsiders or did you force them to be outsiders and therefore, you know, make the crime the thing that has to be what they do? Not everybody who comes into this setting is like the guy who runs the freak show. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a beautiful thing because they, I don't think there was that much fake about how they did a lot of the scenes or what set pieces they picked for the carnivore. And if people aren't talking about this for for craft wins for like the production and the costuming because these women in these 1940s mm-hmm. i swear to god kate blanchett and rooney mara and tony collette mm-hmm. were designed mm-hmm. for this period of clothing and like the accoutrements and the hair and the makeup see this these white bitches made this shit look good man i hope no no there ain't no problematic things with kate is there kate blanchett yeah she problematic. I hope she doesn't. Because, Not that I know of. Okay, good, and if she good. is, y'all can keep right, that to yourself right, till you it, die. Leave right, me keep, one. Right. Keep that. Keep that shit. Because like. Because like. 
She used to be, she used to be, she used to be like tower normal motherfucker. Just she mm, between this and everything. Else, she, yeah, you guys just keep fucking. Her. Yeah, when you see Kate show up, Kate, Kate showing up as one of the people. Now I look at her, she's like, she's up to some shit. Don't don't fuck with her. I mean, I think I love her. the fact that she's embracing that part of her personality because when she was younger and they tried to soften her up, mm-hmm. I mean, she's a brilliant actress and she made it work, but. The reality is, ever since she did Carol, she's really, truly mm-hmm. been bringing all the different parts of what she can bring to bear to a character to the screen. And it is a beautiful thing. And I hope she never, ever quits. But Rooney Mara is a, is a, is a real quiet assassin. Mm-hmm. She, does, she does more with a turn of a shoulder mm-hmm. and, and some jacked up body language and a single tear down the treak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, and a lot of uh, it, it, like like the way that she plays ingenue mm-hmm. is is fantastic. And Tony Collette is Tony Collette. And if you haven't watched Tony Collette being Tony Collette, I don't know what you're doing with your life because right. um, she's been bad for a while. It's like the United States of Tara. Come yeah. on, yeah. there's mm-hmm. nothing Tony Collette can't do if she don't want to. Because I know love people love to talk about Tatiana Maslany, but please remember Tony did it first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and, yeah, just yeah. Yeah. And, but but all of that stuff matters because you realize as a part of the carnival circuit, you got to have a gimmick and you got to have an act. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to get caught up in this movie and think about it just in the terms of him trying to find a way and make a way for himself and the sick, twisted kind of love story on the back end. Or is it? Right. And you know, you've got to remember some of the basics about this is it's not a PI story. So you don't really get the whole, um, you know, gritty office and the femme fatale walks into the room. Uh, but you do. I was going to say, I mean, you're saying that, but then they flipped it because you, you, you do get that. It's just not what you think. So, right, right. It's, it's, it's not. I know a lot of people will call it trope subversion, but those are people who don't mm-hmm. read Pulp Fiction and who don't kind of never really read Penny Dreadfuls because some of the elements in the beats that he got, some of the ones that really scream horror with a capital H are all designed around uh, Dr. Lilith. And they are all very subtle. And they are the anxiety-inducing like thing that just kind of changes the momentum because it makes you think it's changed the focus of the story when what it's actually doing is bringing two twin threads of a little bit of prophecy and prediction from the beginning acts together mm-hmm. with a sense of inevitability that is a perfect almost perfect chef kiss at the end if you end up disappointed at the end of Nightmare Alley, at where things resolve, you missed something early in the movie. Right. Right. So, yeah, this is, this, this is, like I said, it's long, but it's worth it. And I can't say the same thing about a lot of the films that came out this year. So, listen, I, I, I know we already talked about the power of the dog. I'm not going to try to sway you to that because um, if the push comes to shove, if you have to ask me what is, mm, my top adaptation of the year. It's not Power of the Dog. It's Nightmare Alley. Yeah, it actually, I actually, it actually sucks that I had to vote before I actually get to saw it, get to see it, because it definitely would have been on my list. I mean, 
Unfortunately, I mean, so. you could have just listened to me and it did what I said, but I, mean, I, I actually, I'm not gonna lie, I now understand why people just vote for shit without even seeing it. So there's that now, but I try not to do that shit. But yes. you, I mean, I did see it. You, you could have listened to me. I wouldn't steer you wrong. Not about a Guillermo del Toro movie. Uh, thank you for thank you for for. I will lead you astray. I will not steer you wrong. (laughs) Ma'am, you know we record these. As Deepom says, you know we record these. You know what? Look. There have been plenty of times you have literally said, oh, you didn't see the trailer. (laughs) I just wanted to fuck with you and and Brandon. You say that shit all the time. We have that on the not. That's leading to good conversations for our audience. I'm doing my part for the MTR network. Doing my part. When do you get this out of ten? How am I even doing this? That's what's happening. But um, this is this is a um, this is a nine out of ten for me. Nine out of ten reasons why I don't go into the geek house at the carnival. Nine out of ten reasons why um, I don't tell people my full name when I'm at the carnival, and nine out of ten reasons why I don't need to win no games ever I don't at the carnival. Fuck with the circus or the carnival. Those are two things. Because them people have seen and done some shit. I don't care. Oh, that's a stereotype. Fuck it. Okay. Right. I'm going to tell you right now, do not sleep on David Strahan's performance in this movie. Yeah, I'm just not... Oh, it's nine out of ten reasons why I don't really mess with the occult as well. Just as, you know... Nine out of ten oh, reasons why I'll be fucking with psychiatrists and psychologists too heavy, unless it's like actual work. Yeah, no, I'm just this is just one of those things. Do not deal with this shit. So, yeah. so we're not doing this. We're not doing Mm-mm. this. So, but yeah. um, yeah, and I, I I give it an eight. So to me, I really enjoy this. This is um again long, has some patience, in it. not perfect, but definitely enjoyable and definitely worth uh waiting for. So yeah, I um. Yeah, checking out. So yeah, I mean, if you out here risking it all for a movie, no, there aren't that many movies that I would even listen. Listen, Omicron's out there. We all know if you're gonna risk, if you you risking, and and a lot of people are risking because my girlfriend said she works by a theater and she sees people risking. You're gonna risk it for that No Way Home. All right, listen. If you get, if they come to the thing, listen, 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 listen. If you're gonna risk catching catching that COVID, catching that vid, Spider Man, no, no way home. Come on, guys, come on, let's. Like, listen, listen, listen. I like this movie. I like this movie. No, listen, you didn't even let me finish what I was going to say. Because what I was going to say is if you out here risking it all for a movie, do it for Spider-Man. Okay, okay, okay. I, was just like, I wasn't going to say for this. This is a great movie. It's a fantastic yeah. movie. But I'm not going to lie. As much as I love cinema, I am never going to be someone who sits in a privileged, obnoxious place and fails to recognize that a lot of people can't afford to change or budget out the movie to go to a movie and you shouldn't miss out. This movie is great, but it'll be great at home. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No way home. Double, triple, max up, whatever you got to do. We're going to talk about that, but you got to, you got to, you yeah, got to risk. You got to risk that one. Movie theater, that. Don't uncover your mouth. Wash yeah, your hands, but you, gotta, you know, you if you're going to risk it, it's yeah. going to be worth it. You got to. Yeah. Well, it'd be worth going to see. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth risking anything. But again, I have the privilege of not having to go see movies with the public if I go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm speaking from a place of privilege here, but um, um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. So. But yeah, um, no, I mean, almost everything about Nightmare. I will say, the reason this movie is an eight instead of a nine for me is because I absolutely love what they did with the sound uh, mm-hmm. and the score. 
So that kind of, oh, yeah. and I do recognize that that is also based on the fact that I have had a very, 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 very anachronistic or hostile relationship with sound engineering and sound scoring all year. So I do understand I'm, I'm giving them a little bit of an extra kick, but at this point, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start acknowledging when I'm not pissed at the sound engineering and the scoring and what's the volume you gave on the damn dialogue. Yeah. Have you been having that problem this year? What with the, Oh yeah. I've been, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's getting a mention and it's now getting calculated into my score and nightmare alley, even in the movie theater and at my house, I did not have any problems. I do tend to, if I have the ability to put on, uh, subtitles or closed caption but i did not actually need them to be able to hear and comprehend all of what was happening in the movie the score wasn't a distraction it didn't overwhelm anything and the sound engineering was up to par so yeah for me that's getting a whole full point because i'm annoyed got you understandable understandable um all right well Make sure you subscribe. Movie trailer reviews. Obviously, we have some more stuff coming out. We're obviously going to be talking about that No Way Home. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to do that. Uh, we're also going to be uh, reviewing uh, Matrix. Uh, what's it? Matrix, Matrix. What's the name of this Matrix? Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> they wanted me to go to the theater for this. <laughs> Come on, oh, it, comes, it comes on. Ah. It comes on okay, uh, HBO Max next week. So we'll be talking about that next week. So, uh, yeah, we're doing that. Um, and they wanted stuff- me to go to the theater for a public screening the, right, that's what i'm saying it was like wait you with the public for this Nigga, no man are you out of your goddamn? yeah they lost they didn't lost their damn mind it's like you're high mm-hmm. yeah i love myself yeah they lost their mind so um and then we have plenty of other movies that we watch and uh that we need to be talking about as well um there's also some i haven't put them up yet but we did do recordings for uh king richard and power of the dog because uh yeah so just check those will be on premium so just stay tuned we got more stuff coming out there so um yeah just stay tuned so we back in the mix yep i like until next time we are out of here peace